You are tuned in to the Becoming Limitless podcast, a podcast where we will begin to explore what it means to truly live limitless and be connected to our soul's purpose. My name is Jessica, and welcome to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Becoming Limitless podcast. I am Jessica. I'm so excited because today we have a wonderful guest, and today we have Madison White on the podcast. Thank you so much, Madison, for being here. Thank you so much for being here and for this podcast in general. I absolutely love it. So excited to be here with you. Yeah, absolutely. So today... Madison and I were talking about what we really wanted to express on this podcast, and we're going to be talking about how to be an artist of your life mm-hmm. and what that really means, and you know, talking about the intricacies of being that creator in your life, and uh, yeah, just creating beauty and magic in, in every way. Um, so before we dive in, Madison, I would love if you shared a little bit about yourself Uh, who you are, what you do in the world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So my name is Madison White. I'm a spiritual guide, uh, healer, and teacher. And I own a light center um, in Woburn, just about 10 miles north of Boston. And I offer a path of spiritual self-mastery. And what that means is healing the emotions, clearing the mind, allowing you to live in your heart, which we're going to talk about, um, I think, today as that artful expression of who we are, um, so that we can really feel like we are the master of every aspect of our lives and really creating the reality that we want to live in and then seeing that ripple out into the world, creating the change that we want to see in the world and given Um, the tools to create that vision and to make that vision come to life. Mm, Yeah, that's so beautiful and so needed in our world today. Um, Yeah, and I would love if you could share a little bit about, you know, your journey. Um, I know that you have had a very colorful journey in your life and you have had many versions of yourself where you have been able to be an artist and express as an artist. And I feel like just knowing you and seeing what you have created and what you continue to create, it feels like such a refined, uh, beautiful expression of you. And mm. so I would love to just hear a little bit about you know, your journey, where you started out and how um, being an artist in your life has kind of shifted and transformed to where you, to where you are now. Yeah, there's definitely been a lot of different iterations and a lot of times where I think now looking back, I can say that, oh, that was my artistic expression or, oh, that was me expressing myself artistically. But in the moment, it was just um, a way of being or almost a way to survive. So, I mean, so I I've went to school to become a nurse. So I was trained to become a nurse. And as I was in nursing school, I realized that nursing was really the art of healing, the art of caring for another person. Um, We really brought that person, that personhood back into the medical system. Um, I also have been a painter. I've been a poet. I've been um, a performance artist primarily. And a lot of what, you know, I I started diving into and and really calling myself an artist um, as a young adult. 
And I think what I saw that coincided a lot with it was a lot of emotions that were coming up, a lot of feelings about myself and the way that the world was that I didn't really like. And I had a lot of um, opinions about, I had a lot of emotions about, but I didn't really have like an avenue to express them or I didn't feel like there was anyone who could really understand who I was or, or where I was coming from. So my art and my artistic expression was kind of became a way for me to breathe in a world that felt breathless. And it became a way for me to survive. It was like the only way I could survive is if I was, if I, I had a funnel, if I had a channel um, for this emotion to go to. Um, and it, and it really became just, just, you know, my way of surviving. I had to, I felt like I had to make art in order to survive. Um, and, and growing older, wanting to, you know, before I went to nursing school, it was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to, I want to create art. But a lot of what our society thinks about artists and becoming an artist is like, you can't make any money. That's not like a way to live. Um, so it was something that constantly got like pushed by the wayside. Um, but then a lot of times I found like, like I said, in my life where it was like, oh, I it would, you know, pop up and I would, you know, write this poem out of nowhere or paint this painting out of nowhere because it was always this piece of me that just needed to be expressed, that just needed somewhere to go. And I couldn't contain it, you know, or I could only contain it for so long. And then it would have to come out and be expressed in some way. Um, so today, I mean, I still consider, you know, of course, I'm still an artist. A lot of my art now is based around, you know, the way I run my business, the way that I care for my home, the way that I care for my body are all like artistic expressions. It's all um, the way that I'm communicating with the environment around me, the way that I'm communicating with the people around me, the way that I'm communicating even with my own thoughts and with my own energy as a, as a multi-dimensional being um, is all kind of this, like, I see it as this artistic expression. That's so beautiful and so inspiring because I feel, you know, there's a lot of people in the world where accessing that, you know, quote unquote artistic energy or even having the courage to call yourself an artist mm -hmm. feels so far for people, you know, and, um, I can only speak from my own personal experience, right? But as a kid, I never really had any outlet to express art, um, maybe at school, but like never really after that. And I knew a lot of people and a lot of kids that kind of had grown up in that, in that um, environment where um, expression or even connecting to the world around you through this uh, lens of beauty and seeing the magic of the world around you just wasn't ever um, shown or hasn't been shown. And so, I agree with you. I think it's it's so beautiful that you've been able to have an outlet and now in your life been able to really cultivate that and um, kind of bring that so that other people can experience your magic and, and can see the beauty of that. Um, you know, I'd love to hear, you know, what you would say to uh, the people that don't really call themselves artists or, mm -hmm. you know, they're like, I don't know how to paint, you know, because when we think of artists, we think, well, they're a painter, they're a writer, these like yeah. traditional forms of art that we know and love and we, we appreciate. Um, but what would you say to those people that number one, don't consider themselves an artist and number two, maybe the idea of 
you know, being an artist in any way is a little overwhelming and they don't even know where to begin. Yeah. Yeah. So to kind of strip away these ideas of like what it is, what, what is art and what it means to be an artist, I would ask someone to just tune in and, and ask themselves, uh, at what time or, or when in my life or what am I doing when I feel the most, like, I feel like I can almost be like an autopilot. Like, I feel like I can just sort of like, I can just sort of do it without thinking, you know? And that's what some people will call like this flow state, you know, where you can just, maybe it's, you know, working on computers and you can just feel yourself sort of in this flow, in this groove, maybe it's cooking. Um, and you don't, you know, it's something that just flows, that just flows out of you. Whatever that thing is for you, that's creating art. Because to me, all art, you know, art or artistic expression is this, is us getting in tune with our, uh, the part of us, I mean, it's, it's really our soul. It's really our, our part of us that is connected between the spiritual realm and the physical realm, you know, because art that is very much something that um, doesn't just live in the physical, but it doesn't just live in the spiritual either. It blends these two worlds together. So when we're creating art, we're tapping into that multidimensional part of ourselves. We're bringing our soul online. We're bringing um, our, our whole selves online, body, soul, spirit, um, all online in that, in that expression. And if you don't have something that you feel like really lights yourself up, um, one, I would suggest getting a life activation <laughs> so that you can uh, really get that soul connection piece um, and then go out there and explore because there is a whole wide world out there that's full of colors and spectrums and textures um, and tastes and sounds of all of all different varieties. Um, they are that is as multidimensional as each individual being, and uh, to find something that to find something that lights your soul, that lights your soul up, that you know, gives you a reason to wake up in the morning that makes you feel alive and to just run at that thing as fast as you humanly can. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, what I think is really admirable about being an artist is, and we talked a little bit about this before we started recording, but it's, you're just being a creator. Like mm. you're just creating and you're manifesting and you're bringing you know, that, um, higher vision, you know, when you're really connected to your soul and who you really are, there's so much infinite love and beauty and magnificence and yeah. quality. Right. Um, and so when we are able to connect to that, it's like, okay, we're bringing this idea or this concept and we're bringing it down and bringing it into the world. And ultimately I think that that is, the biggest gift that we can not only give ourselves but give others when we're actually creating from a place of beauty and a place of love and um, accessing that higher higher aspect of ourself. Right. With with that being said, um, we also see that there. If that is true, there's also the opposite is true, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. that we also see that um, a lot of artists create from suffering and create from pain. Um, because we feel all these emotions and we don't necessarily know how to put them out. And I think it's something so relatable when people, uh, I often see that people kind of, um, create an identity to this 
uh, to their art and to the suffering and kind of become attached to it. And so um, how would you say, maybe in your own life, you've experienced this, that you've been able to, instead of sourcing your art from pain, mm-hmm. how have you now sourced it from pleasure? Yeah. Yeah. I want to, I'm, I'm going to answer that. I just want to go back to something you said earlier about being like the manifester creator, right? Cause we are creating all the time. Like mm-hmm. we are creator God goddesses. We are constantly creating. We are constantly manifesting. Um, I kind of like chuckle at myself a little bit when I see all the like, Oh, become a master manifester. Like you already are a master manifester. It's just how much of your, of it are you aware of? So it's really about expanding the awareness of what am I manifesting in my life? What am I creating in my life? And I think that's where um, artists who tend to have this uh, kind of like this front row seat to the emotions of humanity, to the subconscious, what's going on, what's going on subconsciously um, with humans. Because I remember being a child and like being very confused because I would definitely watch adults like say one thing, but I knew that they felt a different way, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and then thinking to myself, do I just have to like fall in line with this? Like, am I just going to have to mask like how I'm actually feeling and say that everything's fine when I definitely feel like not everything is fine, you know, when I see pain or or suffering and these things, I'm just going to have to just going to have to accept. And I think that's where a lot of my like, you know, teenage angst came from in my, in my teenage years was being like, I don't want to accept the world as it is. I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like the way a lot of things are. I don't want it to be the way that it is, but I don't really see an avenue for change. Um, And I think that's where a lot of artists and artistic suffering gets stuck is because we have lost so much of our connection to to beauty and to goodness. There's such a focus um, on what's wrong. There's such a focus on separation and what divides us. Um, and, and there's also a lot of people who, yeah, have a lot of unprocessed emotions in their subconscious. Um, and it's all, you know, it's all intermingled, you know, which came first, the chicken or the egg, you know, with where society is and, and where people's minds and subconscious are. So, like I said, a lot of my art was a way to deal with the emotions that I was feeling because I didn't feel like I had any other way to, to deal with them. And that's where, again, that's where a lot of, I think, artists find themselves now and where we kind of put artists in this category of, you know, like, you know, addiction and and suffering and heartbreak and, um, you know, terrible relationships and and all these things, um, because that's the strongest, that's like the strongest emotion, that's like the strongest um, source of energy that we can tap into that then needs, needs someplace to go. But um, I remember in my, in my process of healing, as I moved um, through my, uh, my path of receiving healings for years and years, and I felt that anger lift, and I felt that depression lift, and I felt all of these negative emotions lift. And there was a while where I wasn't making art because I didn't understand how to make art without suffering. Like, what does art, like, I'm not mad anymore. What does art look like if I'm not suffering anymore? I'm not mad. I'm not angry. I'm not depressed. I'm okay. 
what does art look like now? How would I even express art? And there was definitely a few years where it was like, I don't really know. And I would try to make art, you know, by tapping into, you know, put on a Tom Waits album and try to, you know, paint a painting. And it was like, I just don't feel this. <laughs> I just don't feel this way anymore. Um, you know, my, my addictions were healed, you know, the negative relation pattern, relationship patterns that I had were healed. So then I had a whole like awakening process of, um, and it was actually in the Know Thyself class, um, through the Modern Mystery School that that conversation I was having with myself about how do I express art now is really um, sort of uh, microscoped or, or zeroed in on. Um, and I was like, well, what, you know, if, if anger and these negative emotions were, if that was the strongest current that I was feeling um, in my body and in my mind, that's where my art was coming from, what is now the strongest current? Wrong, running through running through my body, running through my mind. And the strongest current now is a desire to serve. It is a desire to remind other people of the beauty and the goodness that I have found within my own beingness. And if I can remind other people that they are good and they are beautiful and they are not these negative emotions or these negative experiences, like that is not your identity. That is not who you are. It's things that you've experienced that have created this mosaic of um, how you now see yourself and see your life, but you are not that. Um, so if I can remind people of, of that truth and that beauty that they hold within them, and then they can go out and express in the world and they become their own artist of creating um, more beauty and more goodness that is in alignment with who they are because they're gonna go and create art that I could never create. I could never make, I could never make what you make. I could never make what somebody else is here on this planet with a purpose to create. I could try, but it wouldn't be the real thing, right? Um, and no one's going to create the way that I create. So it's like, it's almost like when I get to work with a, with a client, um, you know, it's, it's almost like, you know, teaching, teaching a, a budding artist, whatever their, whatever their craft is, you know, and I get to watch their, um, expertise level grow and I get to watch their skill level grow and evolve over time as, you know, they come to me and they're like, oh, you know, you know, maybe I'm not in the job that I want or, or that I really enjoy, or maybe I do have a job but I'm, uh, that, I, that I enjoy, but I want to reach the higher level um, and say, okay, well, why don't you try this new paint set, <laughs> aka these healing tools that I'll offer you. Um, but what's really happening is I'm, is I'm helping them to heal that, those, that subconscious, helping them to heal what's going on inside that keeps them from believing that they are good and beautiful um, and then watching them watching them create create the art of their life because every way that you live your life is art the way you eat your food is art the way you dress yourself is art the way you um, drive your car is art it's all um, the way you keep your home is art um, it's all it's all an artistic it's all an artistic expression um, it just becomes a matter of like you know what kind of art are you creating in your life and where are you sourcing it? You know, what's the energy that's being funneled into it? So. 
What I hear you say, I mean, there's so much to unpack on what you just said and um, <laughs> so many avenues and so much truth that, you know, you, you were talking and I just felt chills, you know, this remembering um, and everything that you were saying. And what I think is so beautiful is that you, it feels like there's this underlying current in everything that you're saying. And that is the more that you really know who you are. And mm. there's this awareness of like clearing all of this old these old patterns limiting beliefs so that you can actually express so that you can actually connect to your heart so that that's not scary anymore so that you can actually allow yourself to feel joy and pleasure because you know there's the people that um keep ourselves from uh keep ourselves from joy or pleasure is ourself is you ourself mm -hmm. we always we are the ones who are blocking that from ourselves and, you know, and preventing that goodness to come in. And so when that light comes in and from that awareness, we're like, okay, can I actually, can I actually do this? Do, am I worthy of this? Am I actually worthy yeah. of living a life that brings me joy, that brings me passion, that brings me fulfillment, that actually helps me step into my uh, limitlessness, my multidimensionality, my everything, every aspect of myself, because as you said, we're all so unique. You know, it's, it's so fascinating. Sometimes I'll walk down the street, especially in a big, busy place like New York or um, a place where there's just a lot of human beings in one place. And sometimes I just have to take a moment and just look around and recognize that every single person here that is in this vicinity of me and beyond every person on this planet has such a unique purpose and has a, such a unique way of expressing. And um, if every person on this planet could awaken to their divinity and could awaken to who they really are and actually let themselves experience this pleasure, let themselves experience joy, let themselves, you know, explore their mind and their artistic expression. And as you said, you know, you don't have to be an artist in the sense of, okay, I'm going to paint this painting. I'm going to draw this thing. You can be an artist by uh, doing the dishes and making your home feel beautiful, cleaning. You can just walk down the street. You can smell a flower, like looking at life as a canvas and you're the paintbrush and everywhere that you go, you're creating strokes and you're adding the color and you're creating this, you know, even fragrance, you know, doing so much to, to create your life. And, and also you're interacting with other people, which is also fascinating, you know, like you and I have such a unique color, let's just say. Mm -hmm. And then when we come together, we create something beautiful. So it's yeah. always creation. We're always, always creating with everything around us. We're interacting with everything around us. I have this cup, you know, and I'm interacting with this. I'm interacting mm -hmm. with this microphone. You know, there's so many things in our life that we're interacting with that we get to be the creator of. And you know, experience. Um, yeah, I think that's yeah, and and like you said, when um, when each individual has the freedom to express their uh, their in when each person has the freedom to express their individuality, that is when I believe that we will have world peace. Mm. You know, like that that to me is the highest one of the highest expressions of world peace that we could that we could have. Um, and, and today in, in my business and the way that I guide, the way that I guide clients, cause you know, as I said, you know, my main art form, my main artistic expression now is uh, service. So that's 
in other words, my business, right? The way that I work with clients, um, the, uh, you know, the website design for my clients all the way down to, cause I think as an artist being very right brained, I had a lot of resistance to the technical side <laughs> yeah. of running a business, but it's been really fascinating for me, even like going to that next level of, okay, how do I bring art into spreadsheets? <laughs> <laughs> How do I bring art into my, you know, my scheduling software, you know? Um, but it's like, nah, no, when it's, when it's driven by this um, highest expression of individual truth, when it's driven by goodness and by beauty, literally anything can be, can be an artistic expression. And that's, I think, a really a, a new paradigm a new paradigm way of thinking. Um, because again, you know, again, in the old paradigm, you were an artist and you suffered and you, you know, all the ways we thought, think about artists. Um, but in the new paradigm, the way that we run businesses, the way that we care for our sick, the way that we educate our children, the way that we deal with our finances all needs to be done in an artful way meaning that it enhances flow, it enhances beauty, um, it enhances goodness, it enhances empowerment for the people who interact with it. So um, for people who are, you know, and I say this to people who don't think of themselves as, as artists, but more as, you know, maybe they have a bit, are business owners or they have a vision for the way that the world can work. You know, I work a lot with game changers, people who are like, yeah, where I was a few years ago or several years ago, where it was like, I don't like the way the world works. I want to change it. I have an idea for how this can work better. I just need a way to execute it. And it needs to be executed from the heart, from a place of love. So, AKA artfully. <laughs> um, so really working with people to really break down those, those, that old paradigm thinking and step more into a place of, yes, I need to make sure that every aspect of my life, even the mundane, even the left-brained, even the more structural organizational aspects of life need to have this element of art within them. And then it'll also cross over the other way where, People thought artists were mentally unstable or emotionally unstable and, you know, an art studio was just totally a mess and stuff everywhere. Um, but how do we bring structure into that to allow for greater flow, to allow for enhanced freedom um, when we have that foundational structures in place? So um, one of my favorite sayings is that um, magic is the intersection of art and science. And I think in our world, we've focused a lot on the science aspect of it. And I think we're about to enter an era where there's going to be a big focus on the art aspect of living, um, the soulful expression, um, connective aspect of living. And then we're going to see these two blend and, and we're going to move into, into world peace where, like I said, each individual has that freedom of expression at the highest level. Mm -hmm. And how would you say we can do this? Because all of this sounds really great, right? And, you know, for people who have really, you know, you and I have both, um, to, you know, to some extent have really worked on ourselves. you know, mm -hmm. and people listening to this podcast have probably worked on themselves. And there's probably people that are like, how the fuck do I do that? Yeah. That seems so, like, these things sound so cool, but how? What's yeah. the actual tangible ways that, people can really start to awaken this in their, in their life. Um, mm. 
what would you say to that? So some things that you can do just on your own, start like today, start right now, um, is really building, as you said, this is really about your uh, knowing yourself. So your relationship with yourself is the number one, is the most important thing to work on. Um, really building a relationship with your body, with how you feel in your body, building a relationship with your emotions, building a relationship with your thoughts. Um, th that primary relationship with, with yourself is what's going to guide every other aspect of your life. So whatever practice you can use um, to get comfortable with being with yourself <laughs> is, is, I would say, the first, the first step. So whether that's meditation, whether that's um, you know, a, a quiet sitting still meditation or a movement meditation, if that's journaling, if that's seeing a therapist, if that's you know, whatever that feels feasible for you to really work on that relationship with yourself, um, I would say is the first step because when that relationship with yourself is established um, and flowing, you're gonna get so much more insights and, and uh, guidance as far as what your next steps are because nothing outside of you is going to do this for you. Nothing outside of you is going to do your life's work for you. Um, so tuning into your own guidance so that you know that you're um, moving in a direction that is right, that is right for you and that it's, you know, coming from your true higher self intuition and not from, from a negative ego, um, which is part of the aspect of working, <laughs> working on yourself and getting honest about, you know, is this, you know, is this actual intuition or is this fear blocking up or is this, you know, is this negative ego trying to keep me small or is this negative ego trying to keep me from seeing possible options? opportunities that are there, but I'm blocking him because of, because of programming. Um, you know, there's different books to read, like, for example, The Four Agreements is a wonderful book that has really helped me in my, in beginning my awakening process. Um, and uh, so, so yeah, really, and that, that relationship with yourself is also going to tell you where your soul where your soul inhabits, you know, where, where in your life is your soul lit up, if anywhere, so that you can really move, move towards that. And um, people might say, you know, oh, you know, my soul really likes doing this, but maybe, you know, there isn't really a profession around that, or there isn't really a path around that. And I would say, perfect. That's because you're the one who's going to create it. <laughs> Yeah. You're the one who's going to walk it first. And that doesn't mean that you should shy away. That means like, I would say that that means more that you're moving in the right direction. Um, because we are in a time right now where we're carving out a lot of brand new pathways, moving from this old paradigm into the new paradigm. Um, we're carving out a lot of pathways that have not existed before, before us. Um, but we are here to, to carve them. We are here to, you know, like a statue, like a beautiful, you know, we've been given this square block and, and been charged with the, the duty of carving out a beautiful, you know, <laughs> whatever, whatever you want to carve, <laughs> whatever you want to carve into it. Um, and I mean, I know both of us are on a path of, of, spiritual enlightenment with the modern mystery school life activation connecting with your you know really lighting up that um that spiritual dna within you because that's where like i said all of the information is within you i think we all 
you know, have heard that on some meme, inspirational meme somewhere, all the answers are within. Yeah. Okay. I'm here. Where are they? (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, (laughs) I've been here for like how many years? I feel so moved by this inspirational meme. (laughs) So true though, right? You're like, where? <laughs> where is it? I thought it was here already. Um, <laughs> it is. It is within you. It's just a matter, like I said, of of clearing out that subconscious, clearing out the programming that we've had in our lives that made us believe things that aren't actually true about ourselves, um, so that we can get um, get clear answers from ourselves, from our higher, from our higher self. Um, that part of you that is good and, and beautiful and, and knows that you are connected and knows the answers to these to these questions. And there's a whole path for basically, you know, raising that vibration, allowing you to live that higher aspect of who you are. Um, and the Empower Thyself initiation, for example, lays a foundation of, okay, yeah, like I'm a spiritual, limitless, eternal being. What does that mean? Like what now? <laughs> How do I, okay, but I still have to pay taxes and I still have yeah. to pay rent. Like, how do, how does? <laughs> Earth? Um, yeah. I don't, like, are you sure I chose to be here? <laughs> um, so that class really lays a foundation that says, okay, yes, you are a spiritual eternal being. You are here in duality, here in the physical, with a specific mission. Um, here is what sort of the structure of that whole, you know, heaven, earth, you know, spiritual realm, astral realm. Here's the structure of what all that looks like. Here's the structure of your progression through it. Um, here's the, you know, the structure of the hierarchy of light, the structure of the human energy system. Um, and here are tools that you can use on a daily basis to empower not your humanness, but your godliness. Because that's really what we're talking about here is, is the God aspect that lives in every single person. That's, you know, when God comes through and is able to shine out of a person, that's art. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we empower that godliness, um, and sort of, you know, let that humanness fall by the wayside, that's where that, um, you know, manifest or creator becomes a master artist of their life. Mm-hmm. Um, so lay that foundation. And then, you know, there's Kabbalah for you to really dive in and clear out, you know, that's, that's really where I saw the biggest shift in my life is that um, 10, 12 month, 10 or 12 month Kabbalah Ascension program. Um, to really empty out the subconscious. That's how I healed my depression. That's how I healed my anger. Um, that's how I healed my uh, you know, addiction. You know, that's how I healed all of the trauma in my life is, is doing that process. And then because all that stuff was cleared out, the truth of myself as God, my godliness was able to shine through into the art that I was creating. Um, and it wasn't separate from me. It was me, you know, where now today, the way I live my life, I don't even think about calling myself, you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. I'm an artist. It's just the way I live though. Like I, it's like breathing, you know, whereas before creating art was a way to breathe in a world that felt breathless. Now creating art is just breathing normally. Mm-hmm. You know? Wow. That's such a big shift, truly. It is huge. 
Yeah, it's like night and day, you know, feeling like you can't even breathe in your life and feeling like now you just, the breath that you breathe is the expression of your soul. Mm. Casual, you know? <laughs> Who would have thought that that was possible? Um, and, and to speak to what you were saying about clearing everything out, um, because I know that when, you know, I've, I've only really been dedicated to my spiritual seeking for, I don't know, a little over two years. And um, I mean, I've always been spiritual seeking in my life, but I guess in the path of the mystery school, it's been about two years. And um, that's, this has been like the most transformative two years of my life. Um, truly, maybe like two and a half years at this point, but yeah, it, it's been insane. Um, and I remember when I was sitting in this, in the beginning and uh, you know, I was teaching yoga and I was going to all of these different like workshops and I was doing all these things, just looking for the thing that resonated with my soul. I was literally going to three or four workshops a weekend. I was signing in classes. I was going for free. Like I was just, I was scrubbing this yoga studio's toilets. I was like, just, I need to find the thing. I just need to find the thing. I don't know what it is. And I remember I had this literally, it was like a coming to Jesus moment. <laughs> um, mm-hmm where I just like got on my knees and I was like, please, I cannot live this way anymore. I cannot live in suffering anymore. Like this is, you know, my heart was so broken and I knew that it was possible to live a higher elevated life. And, you know, once I started to really dig deep and really allow myself to clear a lot of that was inside of me and honestly just look at myself, like, and be honest Um, it's not, and it's not easy. (laughs) It's not easy. You know, like the first Kabbalah journey that I went on was one of the most difficult years of my life and I would never change it. It transformed me from the inside out. It, It was like, it was like I was living in this house with the lights off and there were like, you know, cockroaches everywhere and like dust and like the sink was full of dishes and all of these things. And I was just sitting on the couch. Everything's fine. Like, I think everything's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like the light came on and then all of a sudden I just, everything was like cleaned, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was like, you're cleaning everything, a makeover from inside out. And so that journey of really uh, clearing that is a difficult one at times. Mm-hmm. It's not all easy. And I think that's what gets uh, lost in the new age movement and spirituality. Cause a lot of the time people see, okay, there's religion and either that works for people or it doesn't. And a lot of the time um, there's a lot of distortions in, in religion. And so people want to seek something else. Cause they know there's something here. They know that there's a truth of them. So them as a divine being that there's something more than them but this isn't quite resonate. And so a lot of the time people go to new age and sometimes that works for a while and there's some really beautiful things that can happen, but then it doesn't go as deep or it doesn't really stay grounded or it's just kind of like, just do things that make you feel really good and just kind of brush the surface. And, and what we're doing is like getting really deep into the core of who you are and the core of the foundation of the limitations in your mind, you know, and really uprooting them. And so kind of that, that image that you shared earlier about, kind of like that, that square, that block of stone. And now we're creating, uh, you know, the, the sculpture underneath. It, it already exists there. It's already there waiting to be created. 
and it's going to take time and it's going to take effort. And, you know, you, do you think an artist that's creating this beautiful sculpture of like incredibly dense marble, um, do you think it's just like they just lightly scrape it and it just falls off perfectly or they blow on it and just flows away and there it is it's beautiful and perfect no like they're sweating they're like they're hitting yeah. this thing and it takes years years usually you know dedication consistency consistency yeah and i think and it's you know it's when you brought up the you know describing and i totally resonate and i also had a ctj come to jesus moment um, (laughs) that brought me to (laughs) mystery school um living that lifestyle as an artist of you know smoking cigarettes doing drugs all the stuff and just my body just broke and was just like i can't i can't keep doing this um like, please show me another way and I'll be a better person. Like, I promise I'll be a better, I'll be, I'll t- and when I say better person, I mean, I don't think that I was a bad person, but I knew that I wasn't treating my body and my mm-hmm. life. I, I knew that my life was precious and that I wasn't honoring it. Um, but I think that there's, you know, talking about, you know, the state of our house when we start Kabbalah, <laughs> how um, we're just okay with like, you know, the screen door being broken and there's a, a hole in the wall and we're just fine is what really, um, you know, something that really gets my gears going is people's willingness to settle for mediocrity, you know, especially when it comes to art, especially when it comes to art. Um, and I mean everything from paintings to the way you wash your windows, (laughs) um, is people are willing being like, oh, this is, you know, this is fine. Um, and I think that that, uh, willingness to settle for mediocrity is based in unworthiness is we don't Mm. think that we deserve better. And we see it so much in, 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 in every industry, we see so many band-aids just thrown off where, you know, uh, you know, you know, equipment from that was made in the seventies. Like I have this like little mini blender that I got from my mom that I swear to God was like made in the seventies. That's still like rare and to go. Meanwhile, like my brand new smoothie machine breaks every two years. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. um, stuff just doesn't last the it's way the quality, the quality of it. Um, and people are willing to, are willing to accept that in every aspect of their life, including themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think healing that unworthiness of saying, no, like, yes, your life is precious. You are worth more. Um, everything in your life deserves to be of the highest quality. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean the most expensive thing either. Um, it just means giving yourself goodness and knowing that you are worthy of, of what is good. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to like touch on that because like I said, and like in the new age, yeah, like you said, I see a lot of like, oh, it's just love and light. You know, if it's hard work, then, you know, don't force it. And it's like, no, actually when there is, when so much of the world is geared towards mediocrity or geared towards separation or geared toward godlessness, soullessness, whatever, um, it's going to take a lot to move that rudder going to take a lot to start steering that ship in a different direction but I believe that the only way to really do that is for individuals to decide personally in their lives and in their in their core in their being that they want better they deserve better and that they're going to start with themselves start with Mm -hmm. themselves giving themselves better Mm -hmm. um and it is it is um it's an inside job it's an it's a 
soul by soul job. Um, but, but yeah, when each, when enough people start steering the rudder in a different direction in their lives, we can really change the course of humanity. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And a reminder to the audience, you know, and to us, of course, the more that you can shine your light and the more that you can shine your joy, like if you have joy, you need to go out and share it as much as possible. Like you need to share, how did you get here? Help people because, you know, it's, it's, can be really difficult for so many of our brothers and sisters on this planet that all they know is difficulty and struggle and unworthiness and their whole life has been telling them they are unworthy. And so, you know, we need to bring people hope. We need to show people what's possible and really allow ourselves to live through our heart and allow ourselves to love each other and to find joy. And of course, it all has to be sourced within. We all have to learn how to really love ourselves um, and really come to this place of like acceptance of, of ourselves and the world and, um, and then recognize how do we change it? How do I change myself? you know, coming to reality of like, okay, this is who I am right now. Now what do I have to do to change it? And then I change that. And then I say, okay, this is the world right now. How can I, from this space of peace, how can I then change this reality and, yeah. and share it as much as possible? And that's really a big part of this podcast is like, we are, we are sharing our path and our, and our journey so that we can bring hope that people can see that this type of life is possible, that living as an artist of your life and to really be living from a space of beauty and joy is possible. Because when we see what's possible, then we know that we can also achieve that as well. We know that we can be that in our own, in our own right and that we're no different um, in the sense of, you know, if you can do it, Madison, I know I can do it. You know, and if there's anyone in the world that has achieved something that we desire deeply, it's possible. Yeah. Um, so this has been such a wonderful conversation and I'm, I'm truly so grateful that, um, you've been on the show and we've been able to really uncover this. Um, is there anything else that you feel called to share that's in your heart that you want to, um, express or share with the audience? I think that you really ended it on a really beautiful note. So I'll just mm -hmm. reiterate what you said, um, almost like in a cliche way, you know, we want to change the world, we have to change ourselves. Mm. And that can be a tough pill to swallow. But for me, because I've been able to change so much of myself, that's where my, uh, that's where my power comes from, is and my confidence, not even hope, like I'm confident that we will change the world because I've been able to change myself. And I have a path we have a path and tools um, to effect, effectually change, effect, create change. Um, so we can do it. It's just a matter of when. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you again. This has been so wonderful. Um, do you have any events or anything uh, that you want to share or, um, you know, how people can connect with you and work with you? And of course, we'll link all of this down below. But yeah, I just want to give you an opportunity to yeah. Yeah. So I do um, do most of my sessions and classes out of Boston. Um, I have an Empower Thyself class coming up in February. I do monthly full moon and new moon meditations. 
Um, if you are living outside of Boston, I do uh, like sort of a virtual empowerment coaching. So you can still work with me if you're outside of Boston and, and we can work together. And we are a part of a network of international healers and guides. So literally, no matter where you are in the world, we can put you in contact with someone who can get you on this path and get you uh, to where you want to be living your highest expression. Beautiful. Awesome. Well, thank you everyone for listening to this episode. And I'm so excited to continue to share amazing guests with you. Um, until next time, have a wonderful rest of your day, week, life, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.